Kirsten N. says, Sometimes I love you and sometimes I hate you. Even the people we love sometimes get on our nerves. Spouses, siblings, close friends, and other people we care about do not and cannot always meet our needs. Sometimes we need a sympathetic air but get criticism instead. Other times we may want to be held but get a cold shoulder. Love may change to hate, only to change back again to love at another time. Add addiction to this love-hate relationship and our moods may swing out of control. In recovery, we may set ourselves up for disappointment if we believe the love-hate swing will end forever and only love will remain. We are not always going to get warm, loving feelings from those we love. Even in recovery, those we care about continue to be human with their own needs and concerns. Our feelings will change too, but when feelings of anger or hurt surface, we need not despair. Our higher power is always with us. By working our program, we learn to talk about bad times, learn they will pass, and come to believe that love and acceptance will surface again. Now we may begin to recognize the pattern of real life and accept changes in others and ourselves with serenity. Today, I am grateful for my higher power's Love and acceptance. I'm I'm surprised that they put something in there that in recovery we may, you know, think that the love-hate swing will dissipate. People are people. I think that if, this is my opinion, if you're doing recovery, and I'm going to use air quotes the right way, meaning you are abstaining, you're doing the work, you know, in the beginning, it's, it's the digging deep on your character defects, like in step four, it's, you know, doing little steps every day to try to work your recovery. And then in later, when you, you know, once you've reflected and you got a little more Calm, you you start learning that you can't control other people and not everybody can keep up with our journey sometimes. So it's really important that we keep our recovery very self-focused because we can't control other people. And what I mean by that is if I have someone that's, you know, in that bucket, the love, the close friends, etc. And I want to, I always want to say, and this is something I've learned. I always want to say they make you feel, or they made me feel they can't do that. So let me reframe that. If they do something, a behavior and you, it, you have emotion, emotional, connection or you have feelings around their behavior you can't control their behavior but you can control your feelings 
So they can't make you feel any kind of way. And and I must have said that for years because I, I noticed how ingrained it is in me. And just that, right? Trying to change that perspective and that wording. They go together hand in hand. Those are some of those little nuances that as you practice recovery and, and living your best life, you realize that, oh, if I could just figure out I can't, you know, control other people and I'm in control of my own, my own self, like they say in social media, my own self. If, if I could be in control of my own self, thoughts and actions and stuff, definitely if something big's going on, if one of those hate situations is, is going on, it's a lot easier to come out of the other side or even go through it with a much calmer perspective and maybe less angst and, geez, I want to use a real technical word, yucky feelings, less yucky feelings in, in the midst of those things. So there's there's both sides of this too. It is such a miracle, I think, that when we are are practicing recovery, practicing abstinence, and our mind starts to really clear, the love gets better and the hate kind of goes away. At least for me it did. You can be present for those that you love and want to be around. And just you being dialed into relationships again by not gambling is going to make the love, you know, jump up on the on the spectrum anyway because you're not manipulating, you're not lying, you're not stealing, you're not being argumentative. We always talk about how we used to, well, I used to, I can't anymore now that I don't have a spouse, but used to pick fights with Davey just so I'd have an excuse to gambling. And then it became his fault. You know, all that irrational thinking, once that starts going away, it's really easy for the relationships to get better. I also think that hate, I, I really don't like that word. I really don't like that word. Um, I think that hate for some can be like one of those emotions that's not even in the toolbox, you know, because you learn to process before it gets to hate or you learn to just be in a place of gratitude or forgiveness and accept other people as they are. So it really takes a lot, I think, to hate someone. I honestly, and I've thought about this even probably longer than the last three years, I can't think of anyone I do hate. And here's here's why. My perspective is that everything happens for a reason, right? Or that I'm on my journey and it's happening exactly the way it's supposed to happen. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. So if that's said and somebody did something that would generate hate, and I have, you know, I have one person in mind that probably thinks I hate them, but I really don't. I, I actually feel a lot of gratitude for them. But if if I hung, if I hung on to the, I can't see a function of, of hanging on to the hate. Because all it does, just saying it makes my stomach feel bad. You know, I'd much rather 
be grateful that people have come in and out of my life or are in my life in different capacities and appreciate that they're contributing to my journey, whether they want to or not, whether it's positive or negative. I mean, I remember very clearly when I was in treatment, the counselor saying to me, and I probably said this to you because I get stressed sometimes, I kind of like to be around, you know, who I like to be around. I like to be in control. And that control is, you know, again, could be a defect or a strength. But I was frustrated in a situation and it was people driven. And the counselor's like, Bobby, you're going to have people that you don't want to deal with out in the real world, too. Like this was practice. And when you're in rehab, I. Well, when I was in rehab, I can't remember a whole lot of a lot. And, and it's probably a little fuzzy, some of it. So to remember something so blatant as that, it must have really hit me to the core. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to deal with difficult people. I get it. So so I can't control the dealing with the difficult people or the difficult f- close friends, family members that would inspire us to have negative feelings. But... I can control my feelings. So it becomes then, okay, you're trying to teach me something. I don't know what that is yet, but it's okay. And then make those choices. Like the I've had to I've had to leave circumstances because of how I felt being in those circumstances around other you know, around other people. And that's absolutely okay, you know, I'm protecting my recovery that way and I'm protecting my sanity. So I think you get what I'm saying. I I hope that if nothing else, that everybody listening understands that they need to protect themselves and their recovery always, at all costs. And if you're not acting in the best interest of yourself and you, you know, do something for someone else or whatever, that's going to then create those, that, that negative ball of energy and make you feel frustrated or angry or used or whatever, then you probably shouldn't do that. Whatever's going to generate those feelings. And you, it's real easy to do when we lose sight of our recovery and want to enable or coddle or help or even just live life in some cases. So that's my download on loving and hating. I do want to tell you before I forget, it occurred to me as I was sitting in this chair, and it's really funny because I had said to you guys last night, I said, oh, you know, I don't really get gambling urges all that much. My alarm went off and interrupted a gambling dream from last night, and it was it was so clear once it popped back in my head this is how manipulative my dreams were the situation was the setting was it was a gamblers anonymous function however <laughs> um I grabbed them all and we were all at the casino and because we were all together, I think I made the rules like it doesn't count if we were gambling on that day. I remember being so adamant about not giving up my clean date. That was 
the things that show up and it was I, I think I said something to the effect last night like I, I can't gamble it'll mess up my clean date um, it'll, it'll mess up my whole foundation you know you can't have a show called 321 if there's no 321 so that I just thought was was pretty interesting how my subconscious was telling me things this morning or last night so thought I'd share that with you and by the way gambling dreams are okay it's okay to have them it's they're normal whether it's day one or day a million they're normal I hear people talk about them all the time the counselors say that it's okay I don't after telling you now I probably won't think about it again which is what I hope anyway All right. Have a beautiful day. I will see you guys. Talk to you guys tonight. Jeez, my language. Anyway, have a super Tuesday, and I will chat with you soon. Thanks.